ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers for Monday, the 4th of March. Let's swing into the action from South East Queensland. We had midweek racing at Doombin on Wednesday. And, of course, Eagle Farm had a big 10-event card on Saturday. I thought there were two certainly well worth following out of the Doombin midweek card and one from Eagle Farm. My first one to Black Book is a horse called Velazay, spelt V-E-L-O-Z-E-S. She's an I'm Invincible three-year-old trained by Tony Gollum, and she debuted at uh, Doombin on Wednesday in a 1,200-metre maiden. She wasn't advantaged by a wide gate. We had a seven-metre rail on Wednesday, and with the wide gate, Jimmy Orman, who rode her, elected to ease at the start. So she was a long way back. Then she got into the the three-wide cover line coming up to the turn. It was still a fair way off them, but her finishing performance was good. A horse called Alamur won the race, and her win was pretty good as well because she did a share of work early and burned the candle at both ends. And they ran the time of... 1954, which was better than the other maiden, 1977. But Velasay's finishing splits were good, 3391, particularly the last 400, 2241, 1144. It was an excellent debut. I'm looking for her next start, maybe even going to 1350 or 1400 with the experience on her side and fingers crossed a better barrier. She'll be awfully hard to beat. That's Velasay out of race four. And similarly, Banana Slide in the last race. Now, I was keen on this horse before the race. I knew she'd get back, but I knew she'd run on. And she did all of that. Uh, I think she actually exceeded my expectations despite only running a place. Uh, A four-year-old trained by David Van Dyke by Sebring, she finished her winter campaign with a very good fifth of the Wings Guineas behind Knight's Choice. Now, that's a great form line. She was sent out for a break after that. Had a couple of trials leading into Wednesday's assignment. Similar to Velisay, Wide gate, got a long way back, and like Velasay, hit the line well. You have a look at the video. She thunders to the line, and it's backed up with her splits, and they're even more impressive than Velasay's. Last 633.16, last 422.13, and last 211.36. So she really made it to the line. And again, similar to Velasay, fitter after that run, up to 1,400, maybe even a mile next start. I'd say around that 1,400 mark. She's going to take a lot of uh, beating Banana Slide. So I think they're two worthy of the Black Book. Velosay and Banana Slide from Doombin. I'm going to Black Book one out of Eagle Farm. And I was a bit late to the party with this horse. In fact, I was against it. Plenty were for it. And the market uh, was, was with it as well. A horse called Deferential. It's only a recent addition to James Healy's stable. He produced it in a Sunshine Coast Maiden, which it won well. There was a margin there. The sectionals were good. Beat nothing. But I kept thinking I'd seen so much of this horse uh, as a maiden prior. It had 14 starts before it won its maiden. And on Saturday, well, it it won that maiden. Then on Saturday, it went to a benchmark 70. That's a huge rise in class. But it was hard in the market and ran particularly well. In fact, it beat all bar evocator. Uh, admittedly drew a good gate but didn't show any speed got back into the second half of the field thought and navigated a path to the outside Evocador got up inside of it and was a little too good but there's no doubt that James Healy has got this horse going extremely well deferential and remember that he's still only a class one so he could be very well placed uh, wherever he starts next so I think he's he's worthy of the black book deferential along with Velasay and Banana Slide Let's turn our attention to Greyhound Racing. Jared Daffy joins us on Black Booker's morning, Jared. Morning, David. Cindy's Cindy is your first Black Booker out of the creek. 
Yes, obviously one of the Cindy Elson runners uh, had the yellow rug on Thursday night, jumped in front, led all the way, 5.57, 29.72, so it was motoring along. It's by Dyna Double One. There's not many of these left, but uh, had a bit bit of a lull in his form, but right back in form now, so 29.72. We'll see her feature uh, predominantly over the next few Thursday nights. And then Ipswich on Saturday night. Now, they normally have one, possibly two distance races at Ipswich on a Saturday night. And this one had the red box, no ordinary gal. One there the previous week, 37-33, had the red, stepped to the front, one by as far as you could kick your hat and ran 36.81, which is the fourth fastest time ever at Ipswich over the longer trip. Harris Opal holds the record. I think it holds the second fastest time and, and the champ, uh, Champagne Sally, was the third fastest. So... No doubt we'll see it in town, and it looks like a star of the future. No ordinary girl. It's by Bernardo, by the way. No ordinary girl. What about Angle Park on Thursday night? Well, the veteran, uh, Ravers Army for Tim Aloisi. It's a July 20 whelping, so it's approaching four years of age. 60 starts now for 25 wins, but it put up a terrific performance. Victor Marley was an odds-on pop in the race, and um, Ravers Army had the red, got into a good spot round the first turn, and just powered away to win easily in that 30-45 time, which is pretty respectable in this day and age. So uh, still plenty of life in the old legs of Ravers Army. Ravers Army, let's go to Melbourne. Sand down last Thursday night. Kenya All Class uh, had the red box. It ran 29.23. We're going to see it in the launching pad heats in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, it's got an enormous future, this one. It's by Shimmer Shine. It's not two years of age yet. It's won six from eight. Recently ran 29.56 at the Meadows, uh, Australian Cup heat night. And uh, on that particular night, Morton ran 29.54. So you get a you get a pretty good gauge on how good this one is. As I said, it's only had the eight starts. It's going to work its way through the classes. And from the Meadows on Saturday night, a veteran, Kai Bale, had the red over the sprint trip, 5.16 earlier. That's steady enough, but an overall 29.67. Uh, it, it's three and a half years of age as well. 82 starts now for 20 wins, but its recent form has been terrific. And the beauty of this dog is it's adaptable. It can sprint or it can get to the middle distance. So whilst it's in the form it's in, it's another one worth following, Kai Bale. Kai Bale. Good on you, Jared. Have a good week. Thanks, David. Jared Daffy with the Greyhounds worth following. Let's turn our attention now to racing at Royal Ramwick on Saturday. Nick Burney from Racing New South Wales joins us now. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? I'm well. Just two questions about the track. We saw a downgrade midway through the day. Um, uh, your thoughts on that and also best part of the track to be in. Your thoughts on that too? Yeah, so I think the track, um, the way I do things, was probably closer to a soft seven. Right. Um, that's how I had it rating on the day from an overall perspective. On the bias, obviously, they wanted to get off the fence, but a big note I took out of the meeting was that no horse settled worse than uh, midfield and actually won. Um, so I thought that was a big note to take out of the meeting, but obviously they wanted to get to the more near centre of the track, those lanes, rather than the fence or stay right out out to the centre. So um, there's a couple of little angles you can really take out of this meeting, horses that just might be able to jump out of the ground next start. Okay, your first to Blake Bork is a Godolphin runner called Perail, who contested the second race. Yeah, it's probably um, been one of mine all the way through, Perail, especially this preparation. I really liked its first up run. Then it went to Mooney Valley and really hit the line well there to score. And then it was 35 days between runs on Saturday. And 
Visually, they look like they went at a genuine tempo, but they actually used a sit-and-sprint race shape. So this horse wasn't suited to that tempo. Ran on really hard, ran the fastest 400 and 200 of the meeting. Uh, just what I really like about him is the, his SP profile. He always starts um, pretty much close to favourite. $6 on the weekend was his highest price he's ever started. So I think we can keep following this galloper, who's a real genuine type now since his gelding operation. And probably in a similar grade, I think with more tempo, I think he can come down um, probably the middle of the track and be very hard to beat wherever he goes next start. As I said, in probably that benchmark 88 grade. We're now looking at the Group 1 surround, and you've uh, nominated a filly for the Black Book called Roll on High. She's a Seamus Award three-year-old. Uh, was resuming in this race, but her work late looked very good. Sectionally, was she good as well? Yeah, she was really good. So I was, the last couple, I was just looking for a more futures perspective. But I think Roland High was a great um, first-up performance. Was one of those runners who got a long way back in the run. They only went at a moderate to even tempo. So pace and biased against, um, came wide on the turn and actually ran the races fastest 400 to 200 metre split. But I liked how she wanted to keep finding the line and building. Going through this horse's uh, nomination, she's in everything. She's in the TJ, the Doncaster, the Queen of the Turf. So I'm not quite sure where they go, but just that in itself is a bit of a push from the stable to have her nominated in so many feature events. So I think she's one next start that um, just might be able to jump out of the ground at a bit of odds. Okay, that's roll on high. Now, Kovalika, of course, we know is the Queensland Derby winner during the winter of last year. Had a fairly light spring campaign, ran second in the Epsom, pulled up with heart arrhythmia or cardiac arrhythmia in the Golden Eagle. Tell us about this run in the last race, the Liverpool City Cup. Yeah, well, all honours, firstly to Fearson, who wasn't given any pace there from Winchat, and just it was a big effort there to lead first up off that fast pace. But just in the, the market really told the story with Kovalika, and it is a big profile horse, probably just does need to run. Um, from a first-up perspective, but improved significantly a uh, second up, and I like that it's been a high-pressure race. So he's only going to come on from that. The market said he would only come on from that as well. He spread a re- sprinted really good splits and probably just peaked on his run that last 100 metres where new energy, the import, was really strong to the line, but just Kovalika caught my eye. And as you said, that last preparation, just nothing went right for him. Um, he even started $10 in the Golden Eagle, $21 in the King Charles. So he probably should have won an Epsom as well. So I just think he's a horse. He's, he's going to win a really good race this preparation. I think he has to go into the Black Book. Nick, thank you for your time this morning. Thanks, David. Nick Burney joining us, racing analysts from Racing New South Wales, putting Parail, Roland High and Kovalega into the Black Book. But important that he points out to his uh, workings, the track was more like a soft seven rather than what it was rated as a soft five. Ben Scadden has looked back at the Morfordville Parks meeting. Ben, as you join us, you get a black book of horse called Mesro out of the two-year-old race, the f- a first starter. Yeah, good day again, David. Yeah, interesting run of this one, a Nakoni two-year-old gilding trained by Gordon Richardson's Damien Moore at Morfordville. Um, look, he's in the market. There's a bit of drift, $4.60 out to $6, but I thought he did a really good job. He got back. Um, but he's really strong late behind uh, Dyer, who is the uh, the well-supported favourite. I thought he did a good job, Mesra. He looks like a horse who's very progressive. Um, he hit the line better than anything. So in that stable, you could be pretty confident that they'll find the right kind of race for him. And he should be picking up his uh, first win quite quickly, I would expect, Mesra. Hal was resuming in race four. Jason Holder Road finished just behind the place getters. Yeah, and we've seen plenty of Hal. He's a six-year-old. He's had 21 starts for David Jolly. Uh, he's a good quality sprinter, running some nice races over time, and 
Um, 12,000 or 1,200 is the right kind of trip for him. He's actually never won over 1,200. But um, thought he was good on Saturday. He was he was back and he worked home really strongly between runners to be um, to be beaten just over length. And he was held up at a, a couple of times in the straight. Yeah, thought it was a good effort. Second up, he's good as well, which is worth noting. So it's five starts for two wins and a third placing second up. So that would suggest next time you see him, he'll probably be a little bit better than we what we saw on Saturday. And if he's any better, he'll be uh, going very close to winning. Runaway Bella in race seven was coming out of a first up Murray Bridge win, but she was a good odd $16, ran third. Yeah, look, I think the run on um, the run on Saturday showed that she's, she's smack bang on target to win one of these city class races. Um, she did a really good job, I thought. She was... Um, she uh, finished off really strongly between horses, and I think now after those those two runs from a break, she should be pretty close to her best now. She's uh, she's never won second up. She's been always been competitive second up. She's had the four second up starts for for two seconds and a third, so she's around the mark. But she hasn't won second up, and I think um, yeah, with those three runs on two runs under her belt now, she she's pretty much close to her best. Um, a thousand metres is the right kind of trip for her as well. She's a she's a sprinter. Lakes Folly isn't getting any younger. He's now seven, mm. rising eight. But his two runs this time in have been good. And you're, you're going to tell us about the run on Saturday. Yeah, it's been really good. Look, I, I almost black black booked him first up. I thought it was a good run back on the Parks track on February 17. But thought it was even better on, on Saturday. Look, You look at it on paper and say fifth of eight. Well, that's not too fancy behind tapping for par. But um, he was back, made really, really solid ground. Better. 50 to 100 metres past the post, he was with the winners, um, which is something I always like to pay attention to, how well they um, they run through the line. Look, he ran through the line very, very strongly. Um, Michael Hickmont knows this horse well. He's um, Look, he's a horse who's capable up to 2,000 metres. He actually, uh, he won the, a race in Darwin over 2,000 metres back in the middle of last year. Um, I think as he's getting older, he probably will be more capable of, of winning over those uh, those longer trips. And based on what we've seen the two runs back, it won't take too long. And um, so we're looking at a mile plus next time round. He'll be super competitive, I'm sure. That's Lake's folly. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, David. Ben Scadden, black booking four out of the Morpherville Parks meeting. Mesrua, Howell, Runaway Bell and Lake's folly. It was Launceston Cup Day last Wednesday. Duncan Dornoff rejoins us. He was with us on Press Room. He's now with us on Black Booker's morning once again, Duncan. Yeah, hello again, David. Tell me about your horse, your Black Booker, of the first race. Have Bubba John is a, a recent newcomer to racing here in Tasmania, prepared by Gary White. Uh, had the debut run in Hobart on Cup Day. Was a little bit slowly out, drove through to be amongst the leading group, and was a handy debut effort. Uh, didn't have a lot go to plan in Launceston on Wednesday. Drew the outside gate, settled back at the tail, and in the capacity field was very wide around the home bend. And I thought made up a lot of ground, despite finishing last, to be with only four lengths within the winner. Uh, closing sectionals were good, and with two runs under the belt, I think this horse will be breaking the maiden status soon. Have Bubba John uh, out of race one on Wednesday. And as far as the Black Bookers are concerned, you're bookending the meeting. Have John out of the first, and you, you're going to ask us to follow one out of the last race. Flight ready, prepared by Team Wells. I actually rated him as the best ruffie of the day at around $31 going into that meeting. And he uh, settled in the back half of the field. He had Craig Newitt aboard and... Uh, he uh, stuck to the fence in the home straight, was making good ground. I thought he was going to be a top five prospect at the 200, but was badly chopped out of it and was eased down over the concluding stages. 
I've liked this uh, two runs prior to that this campaign. So wherever he goes next, to be fourth up and at peak fitness, I think can run a bit of a race flight ready. I've been doing this Black Bookers program, I think, for about uh, uh, eight years now, and I've never had two Black Bookers. One's run 14th and one's run 13th. So I'm going to follow them with keen interest. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a tricky meeting, David, as well, because a lot of horses in those feature races are at the end of their campaigns, yeah. and I'm trying to find winners in the coming weeks. I'm sure you will. We'll follow them with interest. Good on you, mate. Have a good day. Thanks, David. Duncan Dornoff, Hubba Jan out of race one and flight ready out of race ten. I must admit, when I saw them on the result sheet, I thought, have I got the right horses here? But Duncan's given us a, a concise case of why both didn't have much luck and are well worth following, and that we will. Let's round out to the, today's edition of Black Boogers by having a chat with Darren Clayton. Morning, Darren. How are you, David? I'm well, thank you. Albion Park on Friday, R11 Art from the Garrard Stable caught your eye. Yeah, he did. He's one of those horses that uh, not having a great deal of luck at the moment. Uh, he went forward from gate four. He was unable to get across and forced to sit parked thereafter. It was a solid mile rate, 152.3, and he was outside the leader the majority. Uh, he loomed up strongly. It looked like he was going to get past the leader, but the leader was able to kick. Um, like I said, he just hasn't been able to, to get the right run in his races of late, and he's had to work two or three of his last uh, four starts. So um, keep, keep, keep with him. He's a horse that's going very well, just needs that little bit of luck in the run, R11 Art. R11 Art from the Creek on Friday. Now let's look at Saturday night's card, and in race two, Alta Magician's the Black Booger. Yeah, he drew gate 12, and it was over the 2,138-metre trip. They sort of drove him for a bit of luck from the gate. He was angled back to the pegs. With 800 to travel, he was still... Uh, he was six back along the inside, so needed a lot to go his way from that point. Um, of course, it didn't go his way. He didn't find space until it was all over. And the last 75, he really attacked the line nicely. He was officially beaten 10.9 metres. Uh, he's run the fastest closing splits out of the race, making up the ground. 56.03's last 800, sub 27 the last 400. Now, it's been a while between wins for him. It was September since he last found a victory, but uh, he's going well enough. He's just one of those horses that I think will really need the, the circumstances to appear, and if they do, stick with him, Alder Magician. And Delhi Rose, your other one for the Black Book. Yeah, Black Book, this guy a couple of weeks ago, I think while you are away, David, um, he's had four runs back from a spell now, placed the last three of those. He drew gate 10 Saturday night again. Uh, no luck, he sat back. He was a long way back in the pack. With 500 to travel, he's probably 30 metres from the leader. And turning for home, um, he was still probably 15 metres away, three wide and really attacking the line. He was only beaten 1.6 metres. Uh, 54.68, 26.59, his last eight and 400 metre splits. That's that's really flying wide off the track for a three-year-old that uh, just needs something to go his way. So stick with him, Delhi Row. He will be winning very soon. Delhi Row. Good on you, Darren. Thank you. Cheers, David. Darren Clayton putting R11 Art, Alta Magician and Delhi Row into the Black Book. That's Black Bookers for Monday the 4th of March. Hope there's a few winners there. And, of course, uh, Andrew Brown will host Black Bookers for you next Monday. Bye-bye.